Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Spokesman Review says have a blessed day and other news that might not be a blessing this Monday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody out there had a safe and sane weekend. Now, 10-year-old Lin Lin had finally been adopted, but she was afraid. In the orphanage where she'd grown up, she was punished over the slightest mistake. Lin Lin asked her adopted mom, who was a friend of mine, Mommy, do you love me? When my friend replied, yes, Lin Lin asked, if I make a mistake, will you still love me? Although unspoken, some of us might ask that same question when we feel we've disappointed God. Will you still love me, God? We know that as long as we live in this world, we fail and sin at times. And we wonder, do my mistakes affect God's love for me? Well, John 3.16 assures us of God's love. He gave his son, Jesus, to die on our behalf so that if we believe in him, we'll receive eternal life. But what if we fail him even after we place our trust in him? That's when we need to remember that Christ died for us, even when we were still sinners. If he could love us at our worst, how can we doubt his love today when we're his children? When we sin, our father lovingly corrects and disciplines us. That's not rejection. That's love. Let's live as God's beloved children, resting in the blessed assurance that his love for us is steadfast and everlasting. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving and compassionate God. Thank you for your steadfast and unchanging love of us. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I love that inspiration. That was nice. That is nice. Because I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, we we do the best that we can. We try to go through life, God's law, Jesus's expectations. And, you know, we're not perfect. We definitely need help every day. Well, that, and that's the difference between, you know, God's love, God's grace and tolerance. Yes. Because uh, tolerance isn't grace. Tolerance is a stupidity that's now being brought on by totalitarians that have no tolerance. <laughs> but they want us to have lots of tolerance. And so we've, we've done this in our institutions. And, of course, we know that most media, uh, whether it's newsprint, magazines, mainstream media, leans to the left or is radically far to the left. And so when we see things in print that squeak through the editors, or maybe the editors are still trying to maintain some readers that aren't radical leftists that are tired of seeing all of it in there, you see things that get printed and you're just kind of shocked by that. So that's what happened with a Miss Manners piece in the Spokesman Review this last week. So oh, and, th- and this is the reason why the Spokesman Review is saying that we're going to have a blessed day? Yeah. The, All I, right. well, I, I was just really surprised because typically you don't see the spokesman review, you know, print things that have this kind of something that would make the left's head explode. You know, it's just, <laughs> exactly. So so here's the, the title. It's uh, Atheist Bristles at Have a Blessed Day. Mm-hmm. And so it says, Dear Miss Manners, my friends and I who are religion free, religion free. Okay. Is that like asbestos free? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) so my friends and I who are religion free are debating how to respond to people who tell us to have a blessed day or use any other religious sign off. It's especially frustrating and offensive in what should be religion free places of business. 
So these people are somewhat, you know, they're assuming that because you're in a place of commerce that has to be religion free. They spent all this time in public school where they learned, you know, things about the five pillars of Islam. They learned things about almost every religion other than Christianity. Right. So it has to be religion free. Come on, kids. You know, anyhow, so, that, so they write on. While we don't want to be rude and we, we know some people genuinely think that they are being nice, we also don't want the obvious proselytizing and forced religious exchange to go unchecked. It's tempting to respond with under his eyes or to explain that it's offensive. But when you reveal you aren't religious to someone who is, you risk bad treatment. That's because, yeah, religious people always mistreat people, you know. that's. Uh, the, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, you know, the, the, the screaming people in the streets, I, I would say, tend to be non-religious. You know, from the first two sentences that you ended up reading that comes from these proclaimed, you know, self-proclaimed atheists, if you will, that are offended because somebody said, have a blessed day. It's like, look, do I tolerate what you do? Of course I do. How about extend a little bit of grace and tolerate what I do? Right, exactly. Well, and, and you know, it's a, it's a free country and there's freedom of speech. And so this guy doesn't want you to have freedom of speech to say, have a blessed day. But, you know, he obviously isn't rude to everyone. He doesn't scream in their face and, you know, bring his non-religious beliefs Wait, he probably doesn't have any non-religion, because religion-free would mean you have no beliefs. So That's correct. I, I'm not sure how you debate that. Anyhow, he says, instead, me and my friends, we almost always end up gritting our teeth and replying, you too, or have a nice day, and we just let it go. Is there a polite way to respond that also gently says that phrase is inappropriate and unwelcome? So the gentle reader from Miss Manners says, Although you and your friends are religion-free, language is not. Even goodbye derives from God be with ye. People who bless you when you sneeze would be puzzled to be accused of forcing religion. So Miss Manners suggests that you continue to tolerate cliches and stop taking them personally. <laughs> well, thank you for agreeing with us, so, Ms. Manners. <laughs> so, yeah, the spokesman told the religious free person, I, I wonder if they want to be, I mean, this is like the whole safe space generation that doesn't want to hear anything right. that they don't like, but yet the content that they consume through their music, entertainment, and media, most of us would say shouldn't even be allowed. Right. So, you know, well... I guess that guy's getting over it, or he's really mad at Miss Manners. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so what about the other news that's not so... Well, actually, I've got some good news. Oh, yeah. Um, Go ahead. You know, for those, maybe the, I don't know if this guy's a veteran or not, but if it's going to drive him nuts to hear people say, God bless you or have a nice uh, blessed day, VA hospital is opening a psych unit. <laughs> but but that's, a, that's good news in the way that we do have a veteran suicide epidemic. And of course, with the drug epidemic, a lot that fall prey are those veterans that, that served, whether they liked the service they did, they followed the orders and they put themselves in harm's way to hopefully protect the freedom and liberties that we enjoy in the united states what what we have left after the legislature is done with them anyways so now we've got a place where the va can send veterans that are struggling with psychological issues and that's a good thing for sure and it, but they're only open in 12 beds so it's only 12 beds for now in the spokane area and in the future if there there needs to be more hopefully they have those resources i guess we'll maybe we'll get kathy mcmorris rogers in at some point in time to tell oh, us about bet. federal funding for the local va you bet and you know i'm just hopeful uh, and would pray that family members, friends, associates, 
if you see something, say something, folks, especially when it comes to veteran depression, depression that could very well possibly lead to suicide. You know, Tim kind of nailed it. I mean, the suicide amongst veterans is still at an epidemic level. And we are seeing 22 to 25 veterans take their lives across the nation every day of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be setting our sights on Davos, Switzerland. There happens to be a World Economic Forum going on right now. Here is your headline. Elon Musk orchestrates takedown of the most powerful club in the world. Now, Elon Musk wants to replay the biblical fight between David and Goliath. In this case, he is David, the underdog who takes on the huge giant favorite Goliath, played here by the World Economic Forum. Now, as it has for decades, this circle of economic and political elites and personalities from civil society has been meeting since January 16th in the ski resort in Davos, Switzerland. This 2023 edition is particularly eventful because it takes place in a context of multiple crises between the war in Ukraine, global warming, and the persistent COVID-19 pandemic. The world today is at a critical inflection point, the WEF said on its website. The twin triggers of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war in Ukraine rattled an already brittle global system. Economic growth in the world's largest economies is stalling while navigating headwinds from rising food and energy prices. Well, now that's what the WEF says, but the rising prices has to do with the people that the WEF put into power. That is and right. And the decisions they're making. You know, and I, I don't think that, you know, they, it really rocked, as the, the paper said there, the global systems. It helped them build upon the global systems for the elite to have more power and control, you know, gathered underneath them instead of of, you know, governments like the United States has elections and a constitution. And, right. And they don't like that kind of thing. Yeah, they're, you they're, betcha. They're kind of, you know, totalitarians and they don't want us living in certain regions of the world that they just like to fly over and see nature and, 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 and own all of it. Yeah. yeah, you bet. And, you know, as well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. There is a city council meeting tonight. You know, last week we ended up reporting to you that there was going to be a great big landlord tenant ordinance that was going to be before the council for deliberation and vote tonight. We've definitely heard on the grapevine that that particular vote has been pushed out to the latter part of February, ladies and gentlemen. So there might not be an opportunity to testify on the landlord tenant tenant ordinance and based upon the email that we ended up getting from a loyal listener with regard to the administrative procedural changes that the city council just got done implementing it appears again in accordance with that email that you are not going to be allowed to testify well, on anything that the council's going to vote yeah, on they, they've got to wait until you know these new rules that stops people from testifying are in place to really lay the hurt on us right yeah they don't want to hear it they and don't maybe hear that complaints. is the reason why they pushed out this particular landlord tenant deliberation and vote till 30 days from now you're absolutely correct. They ended up passing this procedural change to the rules. It's got it. It will take place 30 days after well, the vote. Well, they don't want the press to have to report on what happens in the meeting. They don't want the public to see what would happen in the meeting otherwise, because when people go up there and testify and say, look, I have a landlord. My landlord said if this passes, my rent's going up because they have to get a business license and, you know, pay all these extra fees and then do all these extra regulations. It's right. going to affect my rent. Don't do this. My rent's already too high. They don't want to hear those kinds of things. They want to hear... 
Well, they don't want to hear silence. They want to. They don't want to hear a pin drop. They want to hear accolades from their activists. They'll be signed up before you. Yeah, you betcha. Anyway, to kind of close this little article here about Elon Musk trying to orchestrate a takedown of the folks that are meeting currently over in Davos as part of the World Economic Forum. Yeah, why can't he just buy Davos? Put, <laughs> yeah, why not? Just, just buy Davos and make some regulations around elitists that show up there and have them arrested for, you know, global conspiracies. I sure, mean, yeah. you bet. Come on, Elon. I hope you heard that. Anyway, Elon is involved in this because he wants to use his growing influence to bring down davos condemned by both the left and the right he seems to have joined the ranks of the anti-globalists on the extreme left and the extreme right who in recent years have redoubled their opposition to the forum they consider it an assembly of elites disconnected from the reality of the rest of the world oh come on you'll own nothing and you'll like it oh yeah we're gonna love it (laughs) it's the american dream it's the it's the scottish dream it's the dream of of every countryman everywhere the african dream it's the the dream of the world is to own nothing and like it yes oh you bet man yeah that's exactly Exactly why people have fought wars for freedom and, and such nonsense. Anyways, we've got to take a break and we're going to be right back with all sorts of nonsense having to do with freedom. Oh, wait, that's not nonsense. We like that. That's common sense. All right, we'll be back. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you got to be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity and ability to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. We sincerely thank you, Mike Fagan, for your 12 years of dedication to our listeners and guests of the Right Spokane Perspective, and we wish you well in your sabbatical and anticipate hearing from you again from time to time. Listeners, it's because of your support we will continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, P.O. Box 7620, Spokane, Wa 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Spokesman Review says, have a blessed day, and other news that might not be a blessing this Monday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Well, I, I got one here for you. You know, we've got these, uh, you know, the Better Business Bureau, you know, mm-hmm. the three Bs, but they're going to have to start adding Bs, I think, in this story because Bed Bath & Beyond is going bankrupt. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, guess. Yeah, you bet. I mean, that was definitely on the list of one of the stores that was, you know, slated to close. I'm well, telling we were talking you, man. about that even previous. We kind of called it out on this show. They were talking about how all the glorious numbers were going to occur. And we know that there was, you know, lots of retail sales. People just paid a lot more for less. Yeah, uh, it was really weird because the resale fails, retail sales figures percentage was roughly what inflation was. <laughs> and, and so they said, you know, it was going to be great. So consumer. that was kind of net zero, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was net. That the truth was net zero. Yeah, they weren't reporting the truth because that you know. Up until, you know, the first of the year, they were talking about how great consumer confidence was and everything else. Well, if consumer confidence was so good, how come, you know, we reported on so many different, 
you know, shops closing, whether it's, you know, local businesses, but we talked a lot about the big box stores and now they're looking at a full on bankruptcy for Bed Bath & Beyond. Wow. So the media, we should almost have to hold the media accountable. Now we were talking about it here saying that, no, 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 that's not the way this works in the kind of economy we're in. There's gonna, and I thought Target was going to be the one that had to go bankrupt, but uh, some, somehow they're holding on. Maybe that news will come next week. But to tell us all these flowery numbers to try to get consumers to go out and spend their money as if right. things, things were going to be booming you right. know, in 2023. Yeah. No, this is not the, the roaring 20s anymore. No, no, it is not. As a matter of fact, I mean, we've already had occasion to you know report to you about the store closings and what is directly connected to store closings, people losing their jobs. Now you got the likes of the Googles out there, 10,000 jobs, Amazon, 18,000 jobs, Microsoft, 10,000 jobs, you know, a couple actually, of other high actually, tech. Amazon, we got to update those numbers because Amazon came out with another number of like 38,000. Oh my word. Yeah. That is nuts. So they keep now you got more. JP Morgan, 2,500. You got BlackRock, another couple thousand. Well, and actually, that would, I, I'm totally fine with BlackRock going bankrupt, but right. that just means that most of the world goes bankrupt because they own everything. Yeah. You know, you had great big layoffs and firings over at the likes of Twitter. I mean, we're talking but thousands that, and thousands of people that, now well, on some, the street looking for work. If they're not, they're right, drawing the unemployment. Yes, I know. I know. But, you know, one of the things about economic unrest in the labor market, it gives people an opportunity to go out and learn a trade. Because I guarantee those Twitter twerps don't have any skills and they need to learn some before they, you know, start having children and, you know, get their gender reassigned and all the other things that they want to do with their life. So, you know, I, th I think some of those layoffs are fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'll tell you, you know, the media is really not spending a whole lot of time on reporting those particular numbers and there's some pretty significant numbers well it's been a smatter of reporting nobody wants to put them all together in in you know one paragraph like we've done because you know they think that it's going to be you know people will be jumping out of buildings at around wall street right right, right. you know i don't think it'll get to that point that's you know they've got fantastical drugs and and you know assisted suicide in canada so we don't have to worry about that but you know the the truth is what we should be having reported to us and they're just kind of little here the sprinkles here and there because the media doesn't want to be you know recognized as you lied to us all the way up to christmas right and the new year's now you're going to tell us the truth here and there and over there and a little bit here because they want you to keep dumping money into those stocks and they're lying to you about the stocks basically right and you're going to be buying all this stuff and then they go bankrupt Yep. So you betcha, man. how many gift cards did people buy for stores that won't be open for their loved ones to use those gift cards? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. And I'll tell you something else, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, yours truly, we definitely made it a point to do some serious investing in the likes of precious metals over the last, you know, four or five years. And well, I reason, mean, that's, that's why they call, you know, it used to be called the golden years. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you told folks about the, the coming kind of sabbatical with your oh, yeah. career retirement and stuff, but now they're, they're focusing more on the word silver because <laughs> silver's more affordable for those precious metals. Oh, you bet. Most people and can't afford, afford the gold. Sure, sure. And, you know, the pundits right now are saying that, you know, gold could go as high as 2500 to $3,000 an ounce this year, folks. Currently, it's sitting at about 1925 bucks, up 300 bucks from a month and a half ago. 
Okay, yeah, so hearing crazy. the economic u- news, uh, looking at the unemployment figures, looking at CPI, the other reports that periodically come out to basically let us know where we are at from an economic standpoint, they are definitely driving the precious metals market. You know, a month and a half or so ago, silver was at about 22. It is now over $24 an ounce, expected to go up to 38 to 40 bucks an ounce this year. So again, well, those precious metals have to go up. And I, I'm a little bit skeptic on the whole buying precious metals. Thing. Sure. And, sure. and the reason why, now I know that there's a lot of conservatives, a lot of, well, there's actually some communist countries that are gathering up lots of gold and copper and, you know, all sorts oh, yeah. of different kinds of precious metals. But you remember, you go back to a time where, you know, there, we, we had a gold standard and there was a president that said, you know, because of this gold standard and because of economic issues, we're going to have to confiscate all the gold. Yeah. Yeah. That has happened several so, times in the past. So the only security really is your neighbor and their ability to see down the side of a rifle, you know, <laughs> and, and protecting your community and, and for people to have enough wisdom and knowledge that says we're not going to become slaves to a totalitarian system. Right. Cause you know, we've talked about this show. I even had the sheriff in here before the election talking about a free-range prison. Nobody's going to jail. We just all live along, among the criminals. The rich people that live in gated communities aren't the ones being you know, targeted for theft. It's uh, all of us. And then when the small businesses get destroyed and they have to raise their prices, they're raising their prices on us. So it's a free-range prison that we're paying for. And the same thing goes for the financial system, really. Right. Because they're all, you know, they're not going to go broke. The people in Davos are not going to go broke over anything. No. No. Because they're going to control the levers. So the interesting thing about gold to me, too, so the gold price has to go up because of inflation, right? Mm. And you have things like paper gold that are kind of helping prop that up, right? Yeah. But I look at my lifespan and the national debt. Is there enough gold in this country to pay off the national, how are we going to pay off the national debt if they don't steal everyone's gold, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and a true silver. statement. I mean, eventually they got to pay the bill. So you know, well, they better have a real good metal detector, <laughs> right? Right. Because I'll stick it in a box and bury it somewhere. Well, well, they'll just, they'll, they'll just be. I think they'll be looking for it as they collect all the ammo, right? Uh, you know, at least that's probably their long term plan. That they, you know, they talk about in their hotel rooms at Davos, not yeah. out in the open meeting where the press are at. So you know, I look at my lifetime in the national debt. And it goes way over inflation, the national debt, and they, they're raising the national, the, the ceiling, right? That just oh, the Congress yeah. has to just keep spending more. They never actually pass a budget and not, well, at least not since 2008. It's all continuing resolutions. So we went during Reagan's time when I was a kid from $5 trillion in debt to today under Biden, we are over $30 trillion in debt. Mm-hmm. So over sixfold in my lifetime. What about the minimum wage? Is it sixfold yet? Oh, not in my lifetime. Wait a minute. I thought they wanted to tie everything having to do with poverty and finance to the minimum wage. I think they're not keeping track of their spending, Mike. Right. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe that box in your backyard will keep your riches safe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, whether it's going to keep us rich and safe, I, you know, that wasn't the primary purpose. The primary purpose was gaining a hedge on the inflation for sure yeah, and and there are a lot of smart ways to do that and precious metals things that you can hold on to and later sell that still maintain their value and there's a lot of things that i think 
you know, if you can't afford gold, I think there's other things that will maintain their value. You oh, know, yeah. Some of them are made of brass. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are made and, of iron. Yeah. And, and who knows, you know, I mean, in the Lead. precious, in the precious metals market, also copper, Copper. has become a thing. You can mm-hmm. actually buy copper ingots and copper rounds, if you will, you know, one ounce, two ounce, five ounce, well, if you, you know, go, that kind of if thing. If you go to your recycling center, well, in fact, you know, whatever drugs that we don't pay for with, right, uh, right. you know, government subsidies and bad programs and theft and destruction. We're, I mean, a lot of the theft and destruction is they, they take apart people's uh, AC units and heating units right. and they take the copper and aluminum and you go to the recycling center and that stuff's, you know, worth money just for scrap. So. Yeah. You You gotcha. Well, I'll tell you something, Tim. You know, it's really amazing to me that you've got the likes of Colorado with the Colorado River almost running dry. You've got Lake Shasta down to, you know, lowest levels ever. Well, that's what what we were reporting in the fall of this last year. Yeah. But now it's like flooding, right? Yes, it is. It's flooding. Those reservoirs are getting refilled. The lakes are getting filled oh, so that, again. That's good news. I mean, that means they're going to have plenty of news. water. They're going to you know, be able to, you know, recreation. The right. people that want to go down there for, you know, their family trips. There's going to be, you know, growing economy around that. They'll have money for their crops. That they're is, of course, water unless... for their municipal governments. I mean, this is this is a, a gift from God. The, the manna from the sky, the rain, the snow. That is absolutely correct, unless you happen to be a resident of the state of California. California. Oh, they're, they're good at flushing prosperity. I think at these, yeah, definitely at this juncture. That is exactly what they're doing. Here's your headline. Environmental rules stoke anger as California lets precious stormwater wash out to sea. Now, environmental rules designed to protect imperiled fish in the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta. The smelt, you know. The smelt, yes, absolutely. Has ignited anger among a group of bipartisan lawmakers who say too much of California's stormwater is being washed out to sea instead of being pumped into reservoirs and aqueducts. That is just crazy, crazy. Yeah. You know? And that way you can keep your state in a state of drought, emergency drought, just like Inslee just got done doing here, Washington State. Well, you know, we've got got an above average snowpack. Our lakes are full. Our streams, our creeks, our rivers, they're doing well. Right. Well, you know, that's what winter's supposed to do. We're supposed to have, you know, climate change is like you have this summer, it's hot, you know, things kind of die because the, the growing season's over and then, then the other season comes in and then that, the climate changes again. It gets colder, the mountains mm-hmm. get snow, we end up with water. It's called the water cycle. It's a third grade thing. Normally it used to be anyways, but they probably not anymore because they teach them climate change science instead. But this water cycle that's been created by God or, you know, whatever, you know, the lefties want to worship, you know, if you didn't let it flow out to the ocean and you actually used it and irrigated and farmed, you'd produce all that food that you need to eat when you're a vegetarian. But we're not seeing that happen in California. It's kind of nuts. And and California has probably the most diverse crops in the country. I think we're number two here in Washington and they feed the world. That's right. We, we feed the world with the use of our water. So apparently they don't care about people in third world countries and they want them to starve to death. Yeah. And you oh, know, but I the mean, smelt. Didn't California already learn that when we're talking about those river deltas, the intersection between the actual freshwater river and the ocean, you get a large concentration of methane? That's Hello? right. Yeah, that's right. I guess we did talk about this this last week. Yeah. Yeah, you concentration bet. Concentration of methane. Well, and you get a concentration of surfers. 
<laughs> yes, they, they continue to vote for the same guy that sounds like a surfer. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got time for one more quickie. Here's your headline. Four nationals can now police American citizens as California Democrats' law go into effect. Governor Gavin Newsom ratified fellow Democrat Senator Nancy Skinner's SB 960 on September 29th to 2022, thereby scrapping the requirement that police, highway patrol, and correction officers have to be U.S. citizens or permanent residents. The law went into effect on January 1st, meaning foreign nationals can now police American citizens. Yeah, I don't think that's a good law. I think that's probably bad. That, I believe, would be a very, very bad So, one. So it could be a situation where you're going to have illegal aliens from Mexico maybe policing in California. Uh, you could have Russians come and police their own neighborhoods. You know, that, that well, really... how about already? We know in New York and in some places in California, definitely up in Canada, they've got these secret Chinese, Chinese police, police stations. stations. Yeah, well, know? the drug cartels could be uh, you know policing their own neighborhoods. It definitely makes one terrified of joining a homeless owners association if you're in california what kind of police are they gonna have who owns the place yeah bad idea probably unconstitutional i'm sure that will get challenged at some point in time but if it happens in california expect them to try to do it here absolutely all of that being said mike and tim are out of here today we'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow bye-bye